We've been talking about it here for a while on Locked On Kentucky, and I think it's officially official. Aaron Bradshaw will play power forward for the Kentucky Wildcats next season. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing establishing Aaron Bradshaw's role with the Kentucky Wildcats. He had some recent comments on his Instagram story about what he believes he's going to do at Kentucky. Going to give our thoughts on that also. Going to give you an opinion about Hunter Dickinson coming to the Wildcats potentially. I I don't think he's coming, uh, flat out. I think that Kentucky's going to have to look elsewhere, uh, but we'll get to that later on in the show. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I want to remind everybody out there that we are free and available on all platforms if you're watching on YouTube would really appreciate it if you went ahead and hit that subscribe button. We are getting really, really close to 4,000 subscribers now. We uh, eclipsed 3,900 just yesterday. Uh, Channel, like I said on yesterday's episode, has just been doing crazy. Uh, So really appreciate everybody that has subscribed to hop on, to, to listen, to watch. And if you're listening on podcast as well, I really appreciate the guys that are leaving reviews and sharing their thoughts on the channel as well. So Let's go ahead and get into it. Aaron Bradshaw will play power forward for Kentucky next season. Uh, I think that's that's pretty straightforward at at this point. Uh, We have had discussions here on the show, you and I, about what we expect out of the front court. And I was excited about the fact initially whenever Bradshaw committed about seeing what he could do at the five for UK. And this was like back in what, November, October, somewhere around there. I think it was October. And I think expectations quickly shifted whenever I started to, and everyone else, this is not an individual revelation for me, whenever people started to piece together, okay, what's this rotation, front court rotation going to look like with Onyenzo and Bradshaw? Do you have them split time at the five, or do you possibly stretch somebody out to the four? And I was very skeptical of what Aaron Bradshaw would be able to do if Kentucky wanted to start him at power forward. I'd been, I've, I'm, I've been on record saying that on, on this show that I was kind of skeptical of what his shooting ability and his ball handling skills were. Even though I had seen the highlights in, in, his, in his tape from, from high school, we got to right before the McDonald's All-American game. If I don't remember, remember if it was right before or right after, but it tied into what happened within the game. So John Calipari came out and said that he believes that he could potentially start two seven-footers next season, meaning he could potentially start Bradshaw and Onyenzo at the four and the five. And that was kind of a shocking thing in the moment for us to talk about, like, whoa, that doesn't seem like a really efficient way to run your offense or even run your defense. I mean, depending on what the other team is doing personnel-wise at that four spot. And I was a little critical of it. And then the McDonald's All-American game happened. And Aaron Bradshaw was out there handling the ball, uh, hitting these jumpers, um, looking great on both ends of the floor. And I'm sitting there going, okay, 
so this is a possibility. This is this is definitely there's definitely a chance of this. And then even Aaron Bradshaw himself comes out and says, "Hey, I think I'm going to be somebody that could that could play the four uh, for Kentucky this upcoming season." We talked about it on the show, and there have been some people that have been listening to my show, and I'm I'm not calling anybody out individually. I'm just I've seen this online as well that have questioned. You know, okay, what is is Cal being serious here? Is Bradshaw being serious? Are they just saying this because that's the pitch that Bradshaw got? But in reality, Cal's not going to let him do that at all, um, which would be which would be typical coach uh, speak at that point, just to say he's going to get one thing. But in reality, uh, everybody knows that th- something else is going to happen. And so there was a, there's there's still like a lack of certainty over what this is going to look like. Bradshaw, Onyenzo, if Shibway comes back, Lance Ware, whatever the front court may be, people are still kind of questioning what has been said up until this point. And Bradshaw reiterated again on his Instagram story just a couple of days ago uh, about what he expects to do uh, for the Wildcats. Somebody asked him, uh, you can go on your Instagram stories and you can you can uh, tell people to ask you questions. And somebody asked him, do you want to be more of a forward or just center? And Bradshaw said, I want to be the four. Um, also, he was asked, what, uh, what uh, are you looking forward to the most coming to Kentucky? He said, looking forward to be, uh, getting better and becoming a better man. Um, so really appreciate uh, the, the individual comments that I've seen from Bradshaw uh, throughout his process of kind of transitioning from the high school game tier two. Uh, Kentucky. So I, I think it's pretty clear. I may not be 100% on board with it. I think it's very exciting. I've been saying recently, just out of expectation with what Kentucky is doing in the transfer portal, very minimal effort that they put in in the transfer portal, that I was like, I've continued to say in the lineup projections and the rotation and just guesstimating what this is going to be, I've continued to say Aaron Bradshaw will play power forward. And there have been some people to push back on that. I think if the kid is saying it, I think if the coach is saying it, I think if that's the direction that everybody that has a role in this seems to want to go, that's the way Kentucky's going to roll. And there's nothing that we can really do other than discuss it and be like, okay, what does it look like then? And I will say to you guys for probably the, uh, what, 10th, 11th time on this show, uh, just look at the rotation. It makes sense for Bradshaw to play power forward. You've got him starting, and then you potentially have a backup transfer. Kentucky at this point, I don't think, can afford to have Lance Ware or Damian Collins as that backup. Full stop. We've we've given our thoughts on that on the show. I don't want to have to dive back into it. I think we need a transfer backup power forward, and we possibly need a transfer center to either split time with Onyenzo or back him up. That is if Oscar Shibwe does not return. If Shibwe returns, then you have Shibwe and Onyenzo again, and Onyenzo is probably going to sit on the bench and make six figures again without, you know, really doing much. Or And that's not any fault of his. I'm just saying that's, that's the reality of the situation here with, with Shibwe coming back for what could be a uh, fifth season. It's not guaranteed, though. I also said on yesterday's show, I don't think it's going to happen, or it's more likely to not happen, rather, uh, I should say. So regardless, Bradshaw's going to start. He's going to start at the four. I think that that's pretty clear now. But what Kentucky needs to do is they need to help round out this this front court rotation 
And to be honest with you, that may be about it. That may be about it if Antonio Reese comes back. We talked about that on yesterday's show. Would encourage you guys to go check that out about Chris Livingston uh, declaring for the NBA draft. Shared our thoughts there. Kentucky needs big men uh, through the portal. And one of them that we thought could be potentially coming to Kentucky, I, I just want to say flat out, Hunter Dickinson's not coming. I want to explain why I think that in just a moment. Before we get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever, and that is Built. You have got to try these things. Built Bars are healthy, and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing that you won't even think that they're good for you. Again, you've got to try these things out just to see it for yourself. And you may ask, well, what makes Built Bars so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they taste really, really good, and they're also really, really good for you. They've got great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and cookies and cream. Amazing macros on these things. 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and you don't need to wait around to get a box now. So in the past, you used to be able to just go to Built.com, which you can still do if you want to get your select choice of whatever flavor you may have. But you can also go to Walmart or you can go to Sam's Club. You can go to Walmart and get a four-bar box of cookies and cream, uh, double chocolate, coconut puff. You can go to Sam's Club. You can get brownie batter, churro as well. All of those flavors are absolutely phenomenal. Again, these bars are really, really good for you. You've got to try these things. And once you do, you can thank me later. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On, Kentucky Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. The week just blows by, doesn't it? I don't know how y'all's weeks have been, but this week for me, it feels like literally less than 24 hours ago, I was doing the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky for the 7th. Uh, just, it feels like it was literally just a day ago, but alas, a week has elapsed. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening to the show. Again, if you've not already subscribed, please go ahead and do so. I'm trying to get to 4,000 subs here uh, within the next, uh, at this point, I don't even know how quickly uh, considering how how uh, how quickly you guys have been kind of joining the band here. Really appreciate everybody listening. Really appreciate everybody on podcast. Uh, continue to leave those reviews. I saw somebody left one on Spotify the other day. Really appreciate that. So Hunter Dickinson, the transfer center from Michigan, is not coming to Kentucky. This is probably going to end up being its own segment on my YouTube channel because I, I want people to to see this and I want people to give their thoughts on it. Because if you disagree, I want to I want you to leave it in the YouTube comments or hit me on the socials if you're listening on podcasts at Locked On UK. I think it's pretty clear. Kentucky was not very active in the transfer portal once it opened up, and they've let some good players slip away. Now, do they need those players to have success next year? Probably not. At least not all of them. But this could have gone so much more different differently than what it than than how it has, I should say. Because Dickinson, off rip, once he entered the portal, it was Travis Branham, it was Jack Pilgrim, it was Kyle Tucker, it was all these big name folk saying, "Hey, look, this guy entered the portal. Kentucky is a name that you should be watching." Like immediately. And we never really saw anything come to fruition after that. If I'm not mistaken, Kentucky had a Zoom meeting. I believe we talked about that on an episode with Hunter Dickinson. I don't think that they're going to pursue him aggressively, especially now that Onyenzo's gone. And so that's the reality of it. I think that Kentucky was slow to get into the game. 
with Dickinson and various other players to begin the transfer portal cycle. They're slow to get into the game. Then on top of that, they're still slow now. They've got onions though. So if they if they feel like that that they can't compete with some of these other colleges because they've already got what could be a 10 to 15 minute player or starter potentially next season on their roster at center. I mean, does Dickinson want to come and not necessarily compete with that because I think he would step in and he would be the certified starter. But is it does he want to have to come in and deal with that? Okay, what what are what are what, what are this kid's goals? Are they to get uh, some more time before he potentially makes a shot makes a run at the NBA? Is it to get a little bit more NIL money? Is it to to run for a title? You know, what, what is it that he's looking for? I, I think that he's got three schools that he's looking at right now that could provide individual things um, that he wants. Georgetown is a place that he's going to take, an, uh, I believe, an unofficial visit to. That place will give you playing time. Maryland, it's going to give you playing time. And I would only assume that the Terrapins would be somewhat solid at developing him a little bit further uh, as a big man, or just at least giving him one last season to showcase his abilities. I mean, Maryland's had a couple of really solid, uh, really solid forwards and bigs coming out of their, out of their, um, out of their uh, program over the last, uh, what, half decade. I mean, they've been pretty solid and also it's closer to home. The both Georgetown and Maryland are closer to home for Dickinson. I think those two schools have things that Kentucky doesn't when it comes to, immediate playing time. I think that Kentucky would have an edge in the NIL department. I also think that they would have an edge in development. If that's a, a thing that he wants as a fifth year senior. Um, but right now the kicker for me is the news that broke earlier today, which is the fact that he's going to take an official visit to Kansas. He's going to be taking an, uh, it's, it's official. I think at this point, after seeing that occur, with two schools getting an unofficial, one of, one of a school that won a national title two years ago getting an official, Kentucky only getting a Zoom meeting a week and a half ago or whenever that was, uh, it's not happening. Which sucks because I think that he would be a fun player to watch in a Kentucky uniform. You know, you could say that about a dozen other kids right now in college basketball. But it's it's one of those where it's like if Kentucky is confident enough to not pursue this further and they have the ability to look elsewhere, I'm curious, where else are they looking? Are they looking at Shibwe coming back? Are they looking at Uganda and Yenzo being the man and getting just a backup transfer portal player? Are they looking at getting somebody else in the portal and letting Onyenzo sit again? I really think that Oscar Shibway making his decision um, sooner rather than later will really help Kentucky make get some answers, I should say, in the transfer portal. And that's the question, right? Does Kentucky get a portal player? One of you guys in yet on yesterday's episode left a comment and said, you know, who are we pursuing? Uh, give, give me a list. Give me, give me some people that uh, Kentucky could be reaching out to. Very far and few in between. I don't think that Kentucky's pursuing a lot right now. And you know what? Why not give courtesy to the players that made your roster what it was over the past two years? Why not give courtesy to the National Player of the Year, former National Player of the Year, and let him make his decision before you make yours? Because it would be a little disrespectful to just be like, yeah, I think we're going to be moving on here. 
at the same time, though, if if Shiba is going to be waiting this long, I mean, <laughs> there are there are players that that Kentucky could really use uh, here within the next few weeks that are going to be coming and going. So I want to discuss in detail what Kentucky could be looking at in the portal next Monday. I also want to take a dive into uh, into Zoom Diallo's recruitment. We're going to have a lot of different good content coming up for you next week. Got a lot of it prepped, uh, not recorded, but but just I've got some thoughts that I want to share with you guys. And as always, if you have any questions for the show, first of all, if you made it this far on the show, really appreciate you. If you have made it this far on the show and you have any questions, please leave them in what will probably be the pinned comment uh, on my YouTube channel. Uh, just we'll, we'll, I'll discuss if you've got a question about Kentucky, um, there's a pretty good chance that I'll, that I'll answer it for you at least to the best of my ability, or at least give my opinion uh, on it. So I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. If you have not subscribed to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, I'm going to be very disappointed in you. Isaac Shade, Andy Patton, they do such a good job with what they've got going on over there. I hopped on their show on Wednesday, talked a little bit about Kentucky, just kind of given our perspective on what they want to do in the portal and where they're moving right now. You can check that episode out. I would really encourage you guys to go subscribe to them. They are just really, really good. If you do end up going to them, leave a comment and tell them that we sent you and uh, tell them how awesome they are. So that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hey, you can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all on Monday for another episode of Locked On Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.